Welcome back to the Cutter to the Moon podcast. I am your host, Jake. Episode 5, part 1. Today we will be going over Man on the Moon 2. With me, I have Dom. What's up, everybody? Jake. Hey, guys. How's it going? And T. Yo, yo, yo. So, like I said, um, this is our next um, episode in our album series so today we'll be going on man moon 2 um we will be doing the first six songs scott um Escutty versus the world um rev off or however Revo you pronounce Revo 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 <laughs> it can never get right don't play this song we i and marijuana and mojo so dope so let's get started scott mascotty versus the world um who wants to start off Featuring CeeLo Green. Uh, yeah, uh, yeah, me and T, if you want to go first. Um, well, to me, um, this is a good starter for the album because it really sets the pace for the whole album. Mostly, like, with his hard raps. Deep, it's like a, it's more like, this whole album's based off of, like, like, his deep, hard raps. Like, deep as in showing his most emotion other than Man in the Moon, like, more than Man in the Moon one, yeah. More than that, it it goes more into his mind, let alone like instead of his life. I mean, it, it it does show his life, but like he talks more about like what goes on in his mind. It's more than most inner struggles than anything. He, yeah, um, I really like the the beat of it, um, and then CeeLo on the chorus, uh, I think it's perfect. It, it really like. Surprised me that he has a a song with CeeLo, and like it's also surprising that it didn't really get that much like radio play. It didn't get any radio play actually, uh, and that's like um, it's like that way throughout the whole album too. Like Mary J. Oblige, which we'll be going over um, later. It's like really like I would never suspect this at all, but yeah, yeah. Um, I like how he like comes in like, "What up? How's everyone doing?" You're in the world now. I'm ru- I'm ruin ruin like ruling, and like I think that's a good starter for a song. Like it's it's just he's like saying you know like what's up to everyone you know and it's a good I don't know it's just, it's a just good like first taking track. it off right after like literally he took over the whole music industry by storm with Man and Win One. Yeah, yeah, exactly. Classic, and then and then he hits it with another classic. Yeah, and and also. It has one of the best Cuddy quotes of all time. Gentle with the drugs, heavy with the love. Like, that's one of his most famous quotes, too. Yeah, I really fuck with that a lot, that, like, bar. And so what I wanted to do with, like, all the songs that we're doing for, like, albums, like, here on out, I was going to ask you guys a few questions, if you guys are cool with that. Yeah, yeah. All right, so with this specific song, Scott Mescadi versus The World, so do you guys prefer it at night or in the day when you guys would listen to this? I would prefer it as a daytime listening song. Um, when I'm in the mood for Man on the Moon 2, which is almost all the time, this is probably my most played album of all time, if not Man on the Moon 1. Um, whenever I'm down for this album, I always start off with this track. I just feel like uh, what T said, it's a great intro into an album. Dun, dun, <laughs> I couldn't have dun. asked for anything better. Um, especially like his first verse of this 
song is arguably his best verse in the entire album for me lyrically uh-huh. um and like what he's um going off what he said when he said like he, it's more of in his mind and not like in his life even when he does rap a line about his life it parallels into his mind um something like money doesn't move me except on the literal g4 flights now we're off to australia i want to see more of the world these are more than just words these are facts for a winner like he knows he's in he's in a confident place (laughs) yet he still sees um parallel levels in the dark and i don't know it's just such a beautiful um first verse to start off the album so with it being something great to start off on, I feel like it's a great way to start the day. So my answer would be uh, in the daytime. So I'm going to take this. Um, right off the bat, like the production gives us a hint that this installment, unlike Man of the Moon, is going to be more of a somber and eerie story compared to Man of the Moon, which was mostly up uplifting in a way um cuddy still delivers what made man the moon great like catchy flows and fun wordplay but we get more insight that like you know like even though he has all the success every everything that he wants right now so like something isn't right and the CeeLo green hook is memorable and the place the fact that even though that this part in time might not be what even though you have all this, you're still not feeling right. It's still a part of the journey. And on that interview that he did a couple of years ago, I mean, he even said that when he made Speed Bolt to Heaven, all of that anger and depression and all that stuff, that was from his Man the Moon 2 days, but he wasn't able to get it out. The way and, he wanted to. Yeah. Yeah. And so, yeah. like, just going back and looking at this, you can literally see all of it, but it's just like he's not revealing it to it's almost the extent. In a way. Yes, yeah. So, um, for me, I this is per- my personal favorite Cuddy album. Um, I don't know. I always listen to this song, to this song and this album at night. I don't know. Okay. It's just it's just a night album for me. Um, I, the overall was, album, I would agree. Yes, it is a night album, but for yeah. the specific song, yeah. I would say it's a day song. The, this song is like I always listen to it in the car. This is about the only time I listen to the song. I love this song. Don't get me yeah. wrong. I always usually play this song first when I listen to, when I play Kick Cuddy in the car. If I listen to Man on the Moon too, I play this song first. And sometimes I also like to go from bottom to top of the album too. But I usually listen to this song first when I'm when I'm in the car. That's when I listen to it. It's a nice whip song. It has a nice. It, it really like the bass really comes out in your car. Yeah, I was just gonna mention it. how 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 like hard the bass hits in this song. Yeah. And for also me, also a good sing along to the chorus when you're in the car. Oh, oh yes. yeah, for sure. Uh, for me, I would say it's definitely. I would actually, yeah, I would agree with uh, Jr. I would say this song specifically would be like more of a. Uh, day kind of song but overall obviously this album is very dark and i would definitely uh bump this way more at night and plus too i'm just like a night guy anyway i'm like a night owl as they as they say and i would say um also i wanted to ask you guys really quickly what emotion like the number one emotion that comes out from this song that like you get from it and for me it'd probably be 
honestly more uplifting so like kind of more like happy kind of vibes when i'm listening to it um even though it's very very dark like what like cuddy is talking about i think like the the beat kind of like mesmerizes the the, the overall feel for me for this song but overall like me personally like i actually think this is like a lower tier song even though it's a really good song yeah i just never really attached myself too much to this song even though it has a really good hook from CeeLo green the the lyrics are amazing like i'm looking at the lyrics right now in front of me <laughs> like almost yeah. every bar is just like ooh that that ooh like you know like every single time and it's just so good but i don't know i've just never really um grown too attached to this song specifically going off the emotion part like when i hear the song like like the good side and the bad side of cuddy stay in mind <clears throat> is like almost neutral in the song and that's kind of how i feel yeah like it goes back and forth yeah like it's like once when cuddy takes center stage during a song it's more taken aback um it's not literally the most uplifting but once that CeeLo green um hook hits it's like instantly uplifting so it's like a it's a neutral motion for me Okay, I get that. <laughs> for me, um, one word when I think of this song that for the emotion, it would be confidence. Um, I like exude confidence when I listen to this song, just because I can tell how confident Cuddy is with the. I feel like <clears throat> when he ended "Man on the Moon" two, one, he's like, "All right, with "Man on the Moon" two, I need to start this off." hard like people are expecting a lot from me for man mm-hmm. on the Moon. and he definitely delivered but i think when i said when i went back on his first verse for this song he knew that he had to he knew he had to deliver and he delivered with absolute and utter confidence and so i listen to this song i just like sing along confident happy even though it has like dark lines in it that's just who cuddy is and that's who most of cud fam is like but i don't know i would just say confidence yeah i really like what you said there yeah. to be honest. like it's totally true like um, just like the whole cud fam is like you know everybody's going through something and yeah even though I mean, we we're all very really positive towards one another and just <clears throat> towards life in general it's just like we go through a lot of shit you know yeah what i get from this song it's not really an emotion it's like it's like curiosity because there's a lot of questioning in the song too. That when he has when he drops his lines, of um, a lot of questioning actually, um, whether if it's uh, him trying to be happy or him trying to think of happiness, or and also him going back to his darkness. So that's why I feel like it's kind of like curiosity because he really doesn't know where he's at, really. Because usually in his albums, there's a whole story. Like there's a there's a moral to it in his albums, and. I feel like this is just such a great because it, there's a lot of questions in this song that he doesn't know for himself um, that goes along with the story of the whole album. And I, I really don't get any emotions in this song. I mean, I guess I, it is also uplifting too, kind of, but it's mostly in the chorus. But if we're just talking about in Cuddy's standpoint, it's it's more of him trying to find find his place of where, I don't know, like no i, I understand where, you, where you're coming from it's actually perfect too really quick before we like pop on to the next song probably i was just gonna say how 
I think I remember an interview. I don't remember exactly what, what interview it was exactly or what he exactly was talking about, but I'm pretty sure this is, like, accurate. Like, I remember I was watching something and Cuddy was talking. He was talking about, like, yeah, back in those days, like, the Man on Moon 1, Man on Moon 2, Wizard and stuff like that, I was fucking, like, I was doing terribly. Like, I was super sad. I was super depressed. I wasn't feeling anything. I wasn't seeing anybody. I was just doing a bunch of drugs yeah, and doing all this. And I only I only made it like the way it is, like uplifting and, and for example, this next song is a perfect example for it. And he was just doing it for like the fans and like the kids and like trying his best to like say it's gonna get better even though he was in like the worst place <laughs> out of like everyone, you know? It's actually like just pretty crazy <laughs> specifically. So Cuddy's the ghost. Yes, that's all I gotta say. Yeah. <laughs> Track number two, Revofev. Um, I'm gonna take. I'm gonna start this one off. You know, my interpretation for the song is kind of that Cuddy is talking to himself, but he's also talking to us, his fans, at the same time. He's saying that he's found extremely big success, and you should be here for it and basking in all the glory you shouldn't be so down on yourself so um everyone's looking up to you at this point you're in the limelight there's a there's a way to solve all your problems so let's go one of the most brilliant kai songs ever um this uh, injection of loud and spiritual woes is makes the song amazing yeah so, um, uh, go ahead. Oh, um, I was going to say like, kind of along with Jake, um, like, I don't feel like it's mostly he's talking to his fan, like his, the fam. I think he's just talking to the listeners at the time who he like, who would listen to the song that he's talking to because, um, there really wasn't a cud fam really back, back in, back then, you know? There wasn't really a set cud fam. Um, so I just I really had feel fans, like... not fam. Oh, okay, my bad. I, I feel like it's just more or less not just fans also, but also the listeners of whoever listens to the song. Um, but he also talks about himself too, which I agree with. Um, I just This is one of my favorite Cuddy songs. Um, I, I sometimes skip this song a lot, though, just because of how what? much... Uh, I play it. I I play the song. I used to play the song all the fucking time. This used to be my favorite song, my favorite Cuddy song. I skip this song sometimes because I've listened to it just way too much. But this is by far one of my best, like one of my favorite Cuddy songs. I actually completely uh, understand that. Like, there's an album yeah. that we haven't done yet that I because I played it nonstop for years since it dropped. Basically, I I don't see like it doesn't have that like. Pizzazz, know like that, that luster that like are like you talking about like it's so... yeah <laughs> we're gonna get into it but i just no, wanted I to say it. like I basically it. i knew it. hey I knew it. relax buddy okay because <laughs> i i kind of have the same thing too so yeah. yeah so basically like just i could completely understand even though for me personally like we're getting you know obviously i haven't talked about rebel Fab yet but like I completely understand, like overplaying a song so much and so often that you're just like, even though you love it to death, it's just not as good as what it once was for you. Yeah, yeah. And sometimes you, you know, you gotta skip stuff. Sometimes I totally understand that. Yeah. 
So yeah, I think but, JR was going to say something too. So going back to what Jake said um, about it being to the fans, um, looking back at these lyrics right now, um, it makes me think of the interview he had where he said his mission statement from day one was to stop kids from feeling lonely and to stop kids from committing suicide. And I really want to emphasize the word yeah. kids there because when he – he always knew that that was his mission statement because he said from day one. So when he starts off this song and he says, what do I have to say to the kids? He's thinking about his mission statement there. And then it goes into the first verse, let go. I'm your big brother. Tough. No need to stress, hold you back too much. So that is what he's trying to portray to whether it be the fans, fam, the kids, whatever it be. It is his mission statement, you know. Yeah, and what yeah. He wants That's to, why I said what he wants to get out is let go. Life does get tough. No need to stress. Hold you back too much. Yeah, that's why I said the listeners. Yeah, because I didn't really. It, there's really no not set like people he's talking about. It's just all. It's everyone who listens to the song. He wants to get that to to their mind. Indeed, and um, also I don't know how many of you have seen Kid Cudi live. But I was mentioning this in the group chat earlier. When I heard this song live, okay, I... It's a biblical experience. (laughs) I, I, I don't even know, like, words in the English language to describe what I felt when this song was playing live. But there was a, there was a time. Okay, so... I feel like when I went, I saw him on the Passion, Pain, and Demon Slaying tour for the first time, and I feel like a lot of the people there weren't Cud fam because there were like mosh pits to like chill ass songs and everything, and I kept getting pushed pushed around when I wanted to just enjoy the music. But there was a specific time during the song where I was getting pushed around, and I was like, I was pretty much hugging myself and like just waddle, waddling around because I kept getting pushed around. And there's a specific time where. I made direct eye contact with Cuddy and he just smiled at me and we both like locked eyes for like a solid three seconds and I smiled at him and then he went into his woes and that was probably the best five seconds of my entire life. Mm-hmm. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not even joking. It was hell yeah, was, dude. I feel that so good. I joked like I, I had to change my underwear like when I went to the hotel room because like that was just so amazing. Like, if this is the best song I've ever heard in my entire life live, without a doubt. I feel that. That's because of that experience that you had, with, you know? Yeah. It's that experience. It's like the, um, it's like kind of an emotional roller coaster is what. I've never been to a Cuddy concert live, but I've I've had my friends go. You know, I made them go. Um, I've seen all his concerts on, you know, like YouTube and all that. Mm-hmm. And from people talking to him, um, I don't have the experience of going, but my best interpretation of it would be like just an emotional roller coaster. Yeah. And I, I just want to point out that his woes live are somehow better than like on the actual track list. I can't even yeah. like, he's so in tune and like, like you can feel his actual emotion when he's singing live that it's just it's amazing yeah so it's like some artists they aren't like aren't actually like fully in tune with the actual music 
um, live, but like during the whole show, Cuddy was like legitimately on his A game with keeping like literally the spirit of er- the rhythms and everything in the song perfect and even better at times. Yeah, and I and another thing I want to point out is when I saw him in Seattle, it was his last stop in the entire tour. So I was honestly expecting him to be a little worn out, not given the hundred percent energy. You know, you know, it's just like he's yeah. been on like twenty shows in like a couple months. I expected him to be like, like mentally and physically exhausted, but he just brought out so much energy and like so much force. I was just utterly impressed. Dom. Go. Go. <laughs> Dom. Rip. Dom. Bro, where'd you go? <laughs> what? He's here. Yo, Dom. Song or? Yeah. Um, All right. All right. So don't play this song. Oh. Um, you just connected. Yeah. So don't play this song. I'm just going to send the link in the. Um, di- so one of you guys go first. I'm just going to. All right. So the next song is, uh, which is the third song of Man on the Moon 2, is uh, Don't Play This Song featuring Mary J. Blige. Um, JR, do you want to start it off? What, how you feel about it? Um, before I say how I feel about it, um, I have a vivid memory of the first time I heard this entire this first this song. So th- this album came out in like 2010, right? Yeah. yeah. Okay, so it was two years until I listened to this song. This shows the dedication that I had, and it's cheesy as fuck and doesn't make any sense. But I saw the track list for the album, and it said, "Don't play this song." So I'm like, "All right, I will not play this song." I won't play it. And I took that into like literal interpretation for two years. Uh huh. And um, I was my, my best friend also in Cud fam introduced me to Kid Cudi, huge Kid Cudi fan. I was riding in the car with him to basketball practice in 2012. And this song was playing and I'm like, this shit is fucking fire. I'm like, what? Is, I'm like, I'm like, what is this? I'm like, what is this song, dude? Like, it went completely went over my head. I'm like, what is this song? Like, is this like a from a like unreleased mixtape? I'm like, what is this? And he's like, dude, this is off Man on the Moon too. And like, and then like a light bulb clicked in my head. I'm like, this is don't play this song. And he's like, yeah. And, I, and then I got legitimately mad. I'm like, dude, we're not supposed to play the fucking song. That's fucking great, dude. Oh so my as god. As, as soon as that, I like broke that that line of trust between me and Cuddy that he will never know about. I play this song now, even though it's called "Don't Play This Song." But <laughs> there has to be someone out there who's actually never heard the song before on purpose. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah there has mean? to be because that, that makes total sense. Head. It does make really sense, dude. That's crazy. So if, if you've done it like to a point of two years, there has to be someone who hasn't heard it before. I agree. That's insane. <laughs> so really quick, because I kind of disconnected there. Is it cool if I go back to like for like a minute to talk my thoughts on Rebel Flip, and then we'll oh, yeah. get into this one? 
Okay, yeah. so I think like I don't know why, but like I guess the the cable for my earphones like but budge open. We don't want your then... explanation. Okay, anyway, so <laughs> Rebel I'm Feb, just kidding. I've listened to it in concert. I want to say one, two, three, three to four times, probably three, I think. But every <laughs> single every single time I listen to it in concert, Cuddy's going off, the whole crowd's going crazy. It's easily. This song and Cuddy Zone are the two best songs in concert by far and away. And oh, it's yeah. not even close. Like, Surfing's up there for sure. And I, I actually, Just Why I Am exists too. I, I'm stupid. But anyway, this song is so fucking good, dude. Like, when it's like, you know, when he's going into the whoa, whoa. And, whoa. Then, he, and then he's like, you know, I'm your big brother. And it's like, dude, it's, yeah. oh my God. Like, I think he <laughs> legitimately made this song to play in concert for like the fans, dude. And like, you know, cut them and everything. And yeah. it's easily one of my favorite songs ever. Like, not even just Kid Cudi, just ever. It's top 10 yeah. for sure. Maybe even top five. And it's so good. Every single time I put it in the car, crank that shit up to 100 and just go all out. Fucking never miss, never skip a beat, never miss a note. And it's just, it's so fucking good. And It's like a fun song. Yeah, like it makes me feel so happy and like carefree. And it's definitely yeah. like a kind of like, like a, you want to hug yourself. Yeah, exactly. It's just so fucking like everything about it is so amazing. And it, I would say it's definitely like a a day kind of song, even though I play the whole oh, album yeah. at night. And, you know, honestly, like, you know, you could put anyone could do, you know, night, day, uh, sad or happy. And like even when I'm sad, I play this song just to try to get me up and stuff. But I yeah. usually play it when I'm like really happy and feeling good. You know, having a good time and stuff, and just overall, such a great fucking song, and just nothing, nothing wrong about this song at all. And just like my favorite little piece is, "Where will you be for the revolution?" Revolution. (laughs) So, um, I'll go next for "Don't Play a Song." So, like, when. I was going back and re-listening to the first six songs. Like, the first sentence I put down for this note, like, Rebel Feb was a good, upbeat um, portion of this album so far. But then Don't Play a Song comes on, and, like, my the first thought in my head was, like, the inner war wages on. Um, Cuddy is struggling, and everyone around him thinks they're helping but they aren't even when you have the ones closest to you the struggle still is there um the suffering is bigger than us it's like it's a really hard thing to deal with um mary j blige is great and a unique cuddy feature in all of his discography um cuddy at, at his most tender almost like a cry for help but for better help in better terms and it's extremely lo-fi track that i can relate to in a couple of things just like you know it's like those people who think they're helping but they're actually not they're just bullshitting helping it's like they're not doing anything they're just yeah they're just telling you they're just there plain and simple (laughs) hey everything will be okay yeah goes on yada 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 yeah um I'm going to log off what you say um, about it, about um, people not being there and everything. Um, also, like, when he says, want to know what I sound like when I'm not on drugs, like, 
he's saying that like fuck fuck the drugs i want to let you know how i'm actually feeling yeah. when i'm sober and this whole song is kind of scary like to be honest with you like i mean he was on the phone with his mom and then he said thank god she hit the decline i'm none faced while i'm thinking about suicide like yeah. he's talking about a time Some heavy where, shit right there i mean it's He's talking about a time where actually this happened where his mom was on the phone with him, but he was too high, you know, and then she she ended it. And, you know, he's just he's just in, in his field. He just didn't, you know, I just I can't really explain that, but it, it's sad, really. Even like his mom can't really try to get him happy. Um, I don't know. Like, it's. This when I first listened to this song, like I was bawling my eyes out, especially after that first verse, because the end of that first verse is when you had that suicide line on, and it really plays along with with the chorus. But and he he talks a lot of shit about the HBO, vitamin water when he lost all that fucking money, he almost went bankrupt. This the song has a lot of in his mind feels and also like um his real life problems that he he's had yeah and it, it it's weird cuz this album the first two songs were kind of uplifting you know this first one was kind of uplifting but Reva Fit was really uplifting and then this song goes into just a weird fucking u-turn he says fuck this i'm putting this bitch in reverse on the freeway <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I I completely agree with that. Like, I would say for me, like, this song, it's exactly how I feel about um, Scott Miskity versus The World. Because, like, even though it's a really good song, it has a great, like, hook, has a great chorus, has a great feature with Mary J. Blige. And then, you know, Cuddy's just completely massacring, like, with his lyrics. And the beat goes really well as well. But for some reason, I don't really, like connect to this song too well like i've never really bumped it like crazy and stuff like that um when i'm really feeling like an album like you know for man the moon 2 it's what easily one of my favorite albums ever as well but like if i'm really in the skipping mood i would definitely skip this one and then scott miscuddy versus the world too and because there's so many other great songs on here too that i just want to get to because you know i want to get either to that happy place or really sad place and stuff like that but yeah. even even with that being said, it's still a really good song. And just like the very first line, it's pain, hurt, sadness, and loneliness. Follow this shit right up. Toss away to the bottomless pit. And it's just like, fuck, Cuddy, like, damn, dude. <laughs> like, yeah. murdering it. It's like so sad and depressing, but it's like so good at the same time. And, you know, obviously he does that so well. But, yeah, it's just I would definitely play this at night. It's like definitely a, a more – um, eerie and more dark feeling towards the song and it's definitely still a good song to get me wrong but it's just one that I don't really play as, as often alright so um, the fourth track we uh um, so like, we, 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 uh, we uh, <laughs> um, so you know this is like a song with it seems like with low crowd noise in the back through the production and soothing vocals Cuddy provides experience to what feels like to be like moments before 
thousands, like the moments leading up to a concert in front of thousands, hundreds of thousands, whatever it be. Um, it's a good song, just not the most repeatable for me. You know, um, I usually end up skipping this one. It's not, yeah, it's just not like I'm. It reminds me of the track on that almost, almost. Uh, yeah, it's pretty right right much just like a yeah. marijuana. It's just like a know, kind like, of like a, just a little break, real quick. It's like kind of like a, it's like a cool concept in a way. It's just like you want to get in there. It's not too long or anything. Just yeah, just get in there. In my yeah. in my personal opinion, like you guys mentioned with the interlude, I feel like. Um, in a way, this is a, a filler song, and I don't mean that in any terms of a negative way. Yeah. But there's no possible way that you could put "Don't play this song" and then skip to marijuana. In a way, he's—I feel like he, when he made "Don't play this song," he realized he was in a very dark place, and I think he felt concern in a way that he's like, "Fuck, my fans like might be worried about me." in a way and so he let us know that like we all right you know we i and then it transitions into marijuana into making you almost forget about don't play this song so it could um you know be filled with more ease the minds of of the fans yeah i totally understand that (laughs) um i'm gonna go off what you said like it is a filler song, but it's in a in a great way. Yeah. Because what you said, you know, you're not going to just play "Don't Play a Song" and then skip it to the to the marijuana. You're going to play this, then listen to marijuana. You know, because no, I'll skip like perfect... it. I'll skip it and go to marijuana. Trust me. <laughs> I love. This I've done song it before. It, it sets the mood. It sets the mood for the marijuana song because you know this one. It's real vibey and chill. It's like you want to smoke some fucking weed. And then the next song plays, you're like, fuck, I'm actually smoking weed now. (laughs) Wait, why uh, is this blood rolled up all of a sudden? (laughs) Why do I have a torch next to me? Wait, Cuddy, did you put this blood on my hand? (laughs) (laughs) Wait, why am I getting blood pumping right now? I do have to tell you guys, this is a night song because this is a perfect song to fall asleep to. I have a... A Cuddy playlist where I um, have his songs that are real like tiring, like in my dreams or in your dreams from Man on the Moon, this song, Dance for Eternity, um, Mature Nature. I have like a whole playlist of like just really like, relaxing. Songs. And okay, I get that. Yeah, this one is always the first one I play because it makes me tired. Okay, I got you. Yeah, I, I for me personally, Album. like no lie, <laughs> I don't. I don't really skip it because I, I, I feel like the same way as T in the sense that it's like a perfect kind of like segue into marijuana. And I, I really like the the wonky like this of the song and like how different it is. And I don't know. I just I like it. But, you know, obviously, if I want to like if I'm in the skipping mood like earlier, like I would definitely just skip it and go straight to marijuana. But. I, I, I actually really like how it's just like a nice relaxing and just kind of like a little break from the album in a sense, like a yeah. little interlude. And then, and then we get straight back into it again to wake your mind. up. <laughs> All right. So then for one of the greatest songs of all time, oh, also one of the greatest songs to hear performed live. Oh, also the greatest stoner song of all time. (laughs) And so like, so the production is filled with repeating piano keys and 
um, Cuddy's spacey vocals makes marijuana one of the most memorable Cuddy experiences. Feels like a great daydream, even though I don't smoke. I still love this song. I feel like I can Shit. relate to it because you can substitute marijuana for something that you always that always has your back in rough times. It's just like a, even though it's marijuana, it's kind of just a universal thing that you can relate to. Yeah, I totally understand that. Yeah, I, dude, this this is the perfect stoner song. This is the best weed smoking song ever, and. Like, it's all about getting high and just, like, freeing your mind. And just, like, when you're smoking, you just want to feel good. And you're just you're just relaxed. And you're like, shit. And then this song plays. You're like, fuck, yeah. It's even better. And then <laughs> to make it even better, the song is four minutes and 20 seconds long. 420. <laughs> and and right, 420. right in the end, he says, and, and 420. 420. <laughs> like, come on. Like. You know for a fact he he he's like, hey, I'm making a weed song. Gotta make it 420, boys. Yeah. <laughs> and uh, uh, he's just talking about marijuana. How it's like, you know, you're always been by my side because you're always there for me. Always when I'm down. my back. Yeah, that's one of the greatest parts always of the song too. Back. The ending, I love the ending. I would say for me, like that first verse is amazing. I I oh, yeah. be on it all day, like a I, big boy I, said. <laughs> All day, I'm gonna get the boy say it's the only thing we keep me level of comma up to my crazy head, stoned on the run. Yeah, like for me, it's a really good song. Um, when I first dropped, like when Man of the Moon 2 first dropped, it was easily like one of my favorites, if not my favorite. And then over over time, it kind of like went down the scale a little bit. Like Mojo So Dope is definitely not only my favorite song off of uh, Man of the Moon 2, it might be my favorite Cuddy song ever. And, um, Hell yeah. but marijuana is a really good song. I really enjoy it. I like probably never, ever skip it. And oh, I never like, skip this song either. You know, in concert, it's so good too. Cause like the piano, like, like, you know, in the crowd and oh, dude, yeah. it's so dude, good. This it's is like, the song that he always, oh, he always uh, smokes with the crowd too. Yeah. 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 And it's, just, it's such a, it's such a nice vibe and just like, it's, oh, it's so good just in general. This like, is also the song where he uh, freestyles a little bit in the song too. Yeah, I think you're right. I'm pretty. He sure always right. freestyles. Yeah, yeah, yeah. He plays the song. The instrumental as well is impeccable. Yeah, oh, it's, it's one of the best instrumentals so ever. It's amazing. Like it's just, I'm such a sucker for good like instrumentals and like beats and stuff. And it, that that one is this one in Too Bad I Have to Destroy You Now. Like, uh, in in Too Bad I Have to Destroy You Now, it's more of like the drums in concert, but like with this and the <laughs> piano, and he's just like. Just has a mic right in front of him, and he's just going off. It's just, it's, 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 it's definitely an experience. And you know, for people who smoke, it's definitely an enhancement to the experience as well. Oh, dude, when you when you listen to the song when you're smoking, it's you, you're up in, you're on the moon. Okay? <laughs> Fuck the clouds. You're not I'm to on the, the moon. moon you're already on it. <laughs> you didn't even, you didn't even blast on it. You just teleported on the moon. <laughs> <laughs> One way ticket to the moon. Here we go. <laughs> they don't call me uh, a man in the moon for nothing. <laughs> An actual cutty quote, by the way. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, shit. All right, so, Jerry, you want to talk about anything here? Uh, I feel like you guys hit, like, everything on the nail perfectly, so. 
Okay. So, um, the last track for this episode, Mojo's So Dope. So, hey, man. Fuck you and your da, lifestyle. Da, 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 <laughs> this is me, and this is what I'm about. I feel like Cuddy is trying to relate to him and his audience by almost saying that if you're a fan of Cuddy, you have a dope mojo, and you can connect to him on a deeper level. And, like, we have, me, us and him, we have that special connection. And it's just, it just like a big fuck you to everyone else who can't relate. Yeah, so for me, like I said, um, when we were talking about marijuana, Mojo So Dope is, like, if not my favorite song by him, it's definitely, like, top two, top three. And it's it's kind of, like, I don't know, though, the way that I feel, it, like, it always, like, you know, my emotions always go differently, and I'm, I'm always like, oh, well, I really like the, like, how, like, I'm really sad, like, love helps me out and stuff like that, but... Ever since I heard this song, I've completely, like, just fell in love with it. Like, the very first time I he- heard it. Like, from, like, God, I thought I loved you, so. And then that part, and then it goes. Did lean and skinny jean wearing fro for days in the OAA. Like, it's just, like, he, dude, it's so fucking, like, how. It's it, com- it encompasses like Cuddy perfectly. I feel like, and that's probably why I like it so much. How it's like yeah. so dark and so ang- so much anger, and he's just like laying it bar for bar for bar, and the beat and the instrumentals are just come together so well, and the sample's so good, and he doesn't need anybody else in the track. It's just him, and it's just it's just peak Cuddy. I feel like it's like it's like him and his best. And yeah, I this love is, this song. This is him in his on his bullshit. Exactly. Like well, the 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 people who do the God I thought I loved you so is the um the young believers. Is it's like a choir. Yeah, and I really love that song too. Um, fuck, what was it called? Um, I forget what it's called, but I have it in one of my playlists, and it's it's such a good song. And the fact that he like sampled that specific song where it's so like. I don't think anybody in the history of the music industry can cover it and make it into a rap hip hop song and make it sound this fucking good. Like, I just don't yeah. understand how he does it. Like, he's such literally like the wizard album completely like makes such perfect sense for him because he's a fucking wizard of, of music, dude. Like, he's so Can't good. Foul. He's the yeah, goat for a reason. Future. But <laughs> that's besides the point. Future. But just Mojo's so dope. The song you're thinking about is Claustrophobia, right? Yeah, yeah, yeah. There yeah. you go. Exactly. And it's yeah. such a good song. I, I listen to it all the time, um, along with a few of, like, other Cuddy samples that he does that are, like, really, really good songs. And it's just... Yeah, you gotta thank Kanye you. for his samples. Yeah, that's true. But um, I just feel like, you know, Cuddy has a really, really good knack and taste of, like, other songs and, like, what he wants to sample. He's like, oh, dude, I could... Like, he has such a good ear for it. And he's like, oh, I could definitely use this. And I could definitely, like twist it to where like i'm gonna fuck with it hard and i'm gonna love it and then my fans are gonna love it and hopefully other people that are, aren't part of the cut fam are gonna love it too and i feel like this would be one of these songs that i show and i've actually done it before like people are like oh dude i know you're like super into cutty like people are like my work and like people that aren't super into cutty they're always like they'll do like what, what should i start with what like what song should i go into and blah 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 
I'm like, all right, first of all, we're not doing Pursuit of Happiness. We're not doing Day and Night. We're going to do some Mojo So Dope. We're going to do some Love. We're going to do some Just Where I Am. We're going to do some Rebel yep. Fev. You know, like, the really good fucking songs. And then, and then yeah. you know, from there, that's when they're like, oh, shit, dude, I fucking slept on this man. Like, this man's fucking amazing. And that's what, exactly. that's usually my reaction to it. But just Same here. Mojo So Dope is easily, if not my favorite, definitely one of my favorites by Cuddy, bar none. Such uh, a good fucking song. Well, yeah, I want to, what I have to say about this, I want to give a little shout out. When I first started dating my girlfriend, I was, uh, I was riding with her and her best friends to a concert. And um, first song I play in the car is obviously Kid Cudi. I forget the song it was. And um, her name's Alex, her my girlfriend's best friend. And I'm like, and she's like, oh, I love Kid Cudi. And I'm like, I'm like, really? I'm like, what what songs do you fuck with? You know, expecting some basic ass, you know, Kid Cudi songs. <laughs> yeah, and, yeah. And she's like, Mojo is so dope is easily my favorite. And then like I looked at both. Oh. I looked at both of them, and I'm like, all right, all right. Uh, <laughs> okay. I can fuck with this. I see you. Yeah, right? I might have to I, cheat. I can see being friends with you. Okay. And, like, now, like, me and my girlfriend are still dating. Still her, still her best friend, and, like, we, like, vibe out and go to concerts and listen to Cuddy and shit. And, like, it just, like, when someone says, like, they fuck with Cuddy and then Mojo So Dope is one of the, that's their favorite song. It's just like my respect level for you, just like the meter just She's broke. through the roof. <laughs> yeah, it just, it just like fucking broke. So that's when I knew that I was like fucking with some with some real people, you know. It made yeah. me feel good. And it's like you get like you mentally have sex, you know. <laughs> what are you even talking about? Like, you, no, stop, really, please stop. No, no. God, no. no I, like, if, if I'm talking to a girl, dude, and then she so, like, talking says all these to funny a, songs, talking to a I girl is like God, having like, sex. I just, nut. <laughs> and I just feel like I nut. Oh dude. my God! All right, you know what? So that's a good way to end it, guys. Uh, you know. <laughs> I'm Dom. You can get me on Twitter at Dom the Genius. <laughs> this is my homie Jake. <laughs> Rip. So, oh my God. um, I, Jr. Did you have anything else? To say? <laughs> <laughs> I'm legitimately right, my thoughts on the song. No, I'm just kidding. Like back with previous songs and previous podcasts we've done, I've like mentioned my favorite line in songs quite a bit. And I'm trying to do that with this song, and I, I can't. Like, it, there's just—it's that good. We so... we have come to that conclusion, sir. <laughs> <There's> <laughs> so many good lines. These motherfuckers can't fathom the wizardry, slow mo brain ass backwards cowards. Yes. Shower your attitude stinks. Want to know what I think? Want to know what I think? Ugh. Yeah, that 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 ending of that verse is my favorite. Like, Yo, by far and away, dude. Every time, like, I I like when I get like a girl or something. Like, and they have an attitude, because all girls have attitudes. I don't give a fuck anyone says. I always say that. Take a shower, your attitude stings. Want to know what I think. And they always get pissed when I say that. And then also, I I would argue that this might be Cuddy's best chorus, like, he's ever done. Oh, oh. Yeah. We live it, live it. My mojo so dope, bitch. My mojo so dope. Yeah, we live it, live it. Yeah. We yeah, own it, own, we own it. it. Give own a fuck it. about your lifestyle. Give a fuck about motherfucking Give a fuck lifestyle. about a motherfucking lifestyle. And it's just, it's so fucking good, dude. Like, like, oh man, I love this song 
to no bounds, dude. Well, I think that concludes it for episode five, part one. We will be having two more parts to cover the rest of Man the Moon 2. Thank you guys for listening as always. I'm your host, Jake. And um, Dominic, you can catch me on Twitter at DomTheGenius. I'm JR. You can catch me on Twitter at KidCobain7. And I am Tristan, and you can catch me on uh, Twitter at TGary132. All right. See you guys later. Thanks for listening. Have a nice day. Much love. All right, guys. Have a good one, guys. I always have fun doing these. Me too. Love every one of you.